Hello. Hello. <laughs> Why would we restart well, the podcast, Lena? Because I'm a professional content creator who has editing magic. No, but really, why? Would it be because of Winston? Winston. Winnie is Winnie is the the king of distraction in this household. Okay, I added hun real honey to this honey tea. Uh-huh. Is it too sweet? It's very sweet. <laughs> it's very, very sweet. Welcome back. Hey, thanks. Are you know. saying that to me? <laughs> to the podcast. Mm -hmm. I don't know the last time we posted a podcast episode. It was sometime... It was in the before near, times. No. no, it wasn't. It was near the beginning of the semester because I remember talking about how much work I had to do. And that's in part why we took yes. a break because yes, I could like not. September I literally could not do yeah. it. <laughs> For sure. Oh, I just realized. I'm not sure that I wrote down the right page number. Did yeah, you I change wrote it the down. page number? For 183. Bless you. Bless you. Oh, that's what it there says. There we go. Yeah. There we go. <laughs> uh, yeah, so we're back. Uh, you know, we haven't really gone anywhere. We're it's not like we're done with 2020. Yeah. Yeah, we haven't. We literally have not gone anywhere. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That is very true. Stay inside. I so many times we've uh had a week where we put the garbage out, <laughs> and then usually we bring like part of them in because they come really early, but the greenery one comes late. And it won't be until like the next day or even two days that we finally go back outside. We're like, oh, come bring this in. Yep. The before times. <laughs> Indeed. Indeed. But now we're back. We're going to keep going with Prisoner of Azkaban, where we left off. We need the bubblehead charm. The bubblehead charm? Yeah. Isn't that what Cedric uses in the... Uh... Oh, we haven't gotten to that book, so we don't know. <laughs> what is that? <laughs> What that? I'm pretty sure it is. <laughs> to breathe underwater, it's like a fishbowl. Mm, mm -hmm. Or gillyweed. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh... How do we do this? Are you ready to get into the synopsis? Or sure, you have, yeah. you have more questions? Wands ready? Wands ready. Oh, shoot. I do have a wand. <laughs> I, who knew? I have a wand. Wands ready. Okay, turn to page 183, the Marauder's Map. Today's lesson is called Betrayal. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Simple. Uh-huh. A synopsis. The chapter begins with Harry in the hospital wing, recovering from the Dementor attack during Quidditch. His friends try to cheer him up, but he is distraught about the experience. Worse, he is stuck in Hogwarts alone while his friends go to Hogsmeade without him. He tells Lupin about his experiences with the Dementors and gets him to commit to helping Harry survive. And then Fred and George come through, giving Harry a map they stole from Filch. It shows where everyone in the castle is at the moment and also some different pathways out. They lead him to a secret exit that goes to Hogsmeade and Harry takes it and joins Ron and Hermione. They have fun in Hogsmeade and wind up in the Three Broomsticks when several professors come in along with Minister for Magic, Cornelius Fudge. Harry hides as the adults discuss Sirius Black. He learns that Harry's dad and Sirius Black were best friends at Hogwarts and that Black betrayed his parents to Voldemort, causing the attack and their murders. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If any of those pieces of the synopsis were not accurate, it's because I read the <laughs> chapter in September 
and wrote that from memory. No, I forgot because I, I opened, we have like a shared Google Drive and I opened the doc and I was like, oh, this must be from like, because we usually like copy, make a copy. And I'm like, this must be from an old episode. I This is why I messed up earlier. I deleted yeah, everything yeah, 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 yeah. and then I restored an old version mm-hmm, and I forgot mm-hmm, that I read, mm-hmm, I was like reading, it was like the second or third page and I was like, I already read this like recent, like recent memory. And so, yes, it's, it's, uh. It is a chapter. The opening makes me a little sad. Poor Harry. So he uh, is in the hospital wing, and he won't let them throw away the shards of his Nimbus 2000. Mm-hmm. And you get like that little glimpse where he's thinking in his head, and he's and he he says something. Oh, I wrote the quote down. Uh, he knew he was being stupid, knew that the Nimbus was beyond repair, but Harry couldn't help it. He felt as though he'd lost one of his best friends. Because, and part of it is like, we've seen this, now we're in year three, Quidditch is super, super, super important to Harry because it's the thing that he can like demonstrate, hey, I'm good at Quidditch. I, you know, at least deserve whatever credit or recognition for Quidditch, unlike being the chosen one where he's just kind of like, I don't, like, he doesn't really feel over and over like that is something that he understands or can live up to, right. like Quidditch. Right. So that part made me sad. I was like, oh, poor Harry. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Harry is in a mood, to say the <laughs> least. I mean, I, I think, like, he, it makes a lot of sense. Yeah, Quidditch is like a bastion of freedom for him, right? Yeah. And I agree as well. And I think we've hit on this point before where, like, it's a little bit different than anything else that he succeeds in. Yeah. Like anything magical, it's almost like people expect it of him. Like he must be so super powerful. So it's like, oh, he did something. So yeah, it's just because of who he is. Yeah. This is different. Right. And now he lost. They lost. Well, yeah, for Oliver, because like Oliver is like trying to comfort and the way she wrote it is just kind of like, oh, he he's like trying to make it sound like he's not blaming <laughs> Harry. But Monotone. Yeah, It's exactly. not your fault. Exactly. <laughs> I think we also hear, if I'm not completely off the wall here that cedric was the one who got the snitch right cedric yes, Diggory, and then yes. he, he like oh, wanted man. it to not count or whatever yeah yeah because yeah. well yeah he was like oh cedric didn't know like he right. didn't realize it by that time but yeah there's a lot going on because like where we left off is that harry saw the grim <laughs> yep again. grim defeat again and so he is even not only did they lose the Quidditch match, but now he's like in this whole like death is coming, you know, sort of thing. Like, is this ever going to go away sort of feeling that it keeps popping no, up? No, it won't. <laughs> Spoiler alert, Harry. <laughs> 2020 is coming, Harold. <laughs> the calamity. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, man. We get a little bit more about the Dementors. Um, mm-hmm. So one of the quotes that I wrote down uh, was that everyone said the Dementors were horrible, but no one else collapsed every time they went near one. No right. one else heard the echoes in their head of their dying parents. And so there's this exchange between Harry and Lupin where they're kind of like uh, having this more intimate moment, debriefing some things. And um, Well, we talked, I think, very early on in this book about when they're all in the uh, the particular carriage in the... Uh, whatever the, the Express, Ho- Hogwarts, oh, Hogwarts Express, yeah. uh-huh. and how like 
you oh, can right. see the sort of gradient of how the kids are affected and that mm-hmm. like Harry and Ginny and Neville are sort of in a different yeah. relationship with fear and mm-hmm. memories. Yeah, it's kind of interesting. For sure, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it persists. It's interesting to think about, like, we've talked about this as well, but I, I've always been fascinated about the idea of something like the mirror or the Dementor changing or the bogger. The bogger, for that yeah, for Like, sure. your experience with those things will change. Yeah, well, we but had not that... necessarily... I mean, it's likely to change. It's not yeah, a guarantee. Yeah. Right. Yeah. We had a discussion with the, the bogger cabinet or like what what it turns into and so we have like the range of like oh a a spider (laughs) and then like a dementor or whatever whatever it is like Mm -hmm. things that are things that are likely to happen we had that conversation about fear and the kinds of fears that we have and things that are you know molly weasley which it's uh, i don't think it's in this book it'll be revealed later on about her bog art form is uh, her family like members book five, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, like, I think it probably wasn't always that for her, and right, I suspect right, right. that, like, as Harry gets older, his experience, if he were to encounter a Dementor, would be different. Yeah, yeah. You know, what, no, who knows? Of, Maybe yeah, it'd be about Ginny like, or the kids, or who mm-hmm. knows what. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Or you know, adversaries coming back from the past. Oh to... <laughs> snap! Oh snap! <laughs> Uh, so Fred and George, mm-hmm. Fred and George, they're coming, coming through, through yeah. yeah, with the the Marauders oh, map, yeah. this gift to Harry. They're like, oh hey, here you go. <laughs> Fred and George are a masterclass in writing, I think, by mm-hmm. J.K. Rowling because they're peripheral characters that are so fully fleshed out. It, mm-hmm. it just makes perfect. That is who they are. Of course, they would give it to him. Yeah, it just makes sense. Yeah, because they would also. It's in their personality to be like, this is overly restrictive on Harry. Like, the, mm. why? Like, it's not his fault he's being, you know, hunted or whatever right, right. it might be. Like, we need to figure something. And they don't even know that at this point, right? They kind of know that Sirius is coming or whatever, but nobody, yeah. I mean, we find out later in Hogsmeade that yeah. there's like this very obvious connection between Harry and Sirius as opposed to just being like, oh, yeah, he was a you know death eater or something yeah fred and george are i mean i feel like a lot of students or i mean even students muggle world uh can see or understand see through the facade of schooling and be like Mm -hmm. oh you know or rules or anything like that and be like "Eh." (laughs) and they even make comments about like they push the boundaries right so like um and in a later book uh, they they push the boundaries even more in Order of the Phoenix, but that's kind of like their thing is like not there. It's not like oh well, you're kind of angsty about it, but you're just playful and you just kind of like you know the class clowns or whatever. However you want to characterize it, but it's uh, part of it is they know that it's just like you're saying the the circumstances that Harry's in is not exactly fair. So they're like hey wink wink nod nod. We have this like <laughs> secret pathway. That when you, you can go through. And it continues on, right? I mean, like, this is one of the main points, but books four and five and then onward, like, but especially four and five, you start to realize that they, you get this sense of, like, they are completely autonomous characters in the story. They, like, have this other thing going on and it mm-hmm. somehow it intersects with what's happening at times, but mm. it's just really, really interesting. Mm-hmm. And then, like, when it all is said and done and they open a joke shop, it's like, of course they would do that. Yeah. You know, of yeah. course they would. Of course they would leave like 
umbrage and of course you know Mm -hmm. all this rest of the stuff so yeah Mm -hmm. they're great yeah so i i looked up something with the the specific passage way that they tell (laughs) harry to go through and it's with this one-eyed witch Mm -hmm. and um her name is actually ganelda de gorsmore she lived from 1556 to 1639. She was a one-eyed, humpback British witch and healer who discovered a cure for dragonpox. Nice. Well done. <laughs> that's that's who she is. Um, I'm, imagine, I'm imagining dragonpox being very bad, like small. Dragonpox, yes. Very, very, very bad. Uh, it said it killed many wizards, including Abraxas Malfoy, who is Draco's grandfather, actually. Uh, and it says, although effective, her cure has not eradicated the disease. So that's why you have like a more recent case of death, even Mm. though it's not as common as it was before or like as bad as it was. Interesting. It does uh, help, I guess. But yeah, that is the passage. Probably didn't take the the cure, you know, he's (laughs) anti-cure. Oh no, oh no. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, the secret passage uh, that leads to Honeydukes in Hogsmeade. That is, or that Harry takes. Yeah, and it, re, correct me if I'm wrong, because this is again, it's been a little while since I read this one. But isn't it when they pass over the map, it's like, oh, Lee thinks you found the new thing or whatever, a new passageway. Oh, and yeah. They're like, oh yeah, I bet it's the one we found our first week or whatever. <laughs> well, yeah, so, it's yeah. also interesting because they were they were basically like, okay, these are the ones we know of, and the teachers know that we know of this one, or you know, so they're kind of like directing him i don't know i i think that that whole exchange was really sweet yeah and that they mm-hmm. like stole it from filch's <laughs> desk or whatever classic it's just so classic. it's just too much yeah so harry gets there oh man so this chapter so basically like my my summary is that the marauder's map as an artifact itself is not the bulk of the chapter it's more about the backstory of who are these people that are on the map Right. Uh, or the creator, the, the marauders, <laughs> basically. Yeah. But when Harry gets to Hogsmeade, there's like postings on the wall that's like, oh, the ministry orders this. And I just, I took a little screenshot of it because I wanted to um, just, re- it, just, it was just funny how it kind of uh, laid out. Customers are reminded that until further notice, Dementors will be patrolling the streets of Hogsmeade every night. This measure has been put in place for the safety of Hogsmeade residents and will be lifted upon the recapture of Sirius Black. It is therefore advisable that you complete your shopping well before nightfall. Merry Christmas. (laughs) And it just made me laugh so much because it's like all this stuff. And then it's just like holiday. Try not to die out there. Hey, Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Oh, but Harry gets to go in and Ron is like having a field day with all the sweets and stuff mm-hmm. and Hermione's I can just, just imagine him on a sugar high oh bouncing off the walls. Oh my gosh, yeah, classic. Well, that first interaction on Hogwarts Express where uh, Harry buys all of it and mm-hmm. Ron is just like, wicked, like in the movie, he's like, <laughs> wicked or whatever he says. Yeah, that's classic Ron. And Hermione, of course, is just like, Harry, what are you doing, Harry? <laughs> what are you doing here? <laughs> So much, so much going on. Mm -hmm. But then uh, there's a conversation. McGonagall is there. Fudge is there. I don't remember who the other person was. I think Hagrid. Hagrid, yes, Hagrid. And Flitwick, maybe. And Flitwick. And they're talking about the going-ons with Mr. Sirius Black here. Yeah, and there's a lot for sure. I mean, I think it's... uh... 
it's again a story of not telling Harry things for whatever reason. Like what exactly? <laughs> Puppy. <laughs> like why exactly shouldn't you just tell him? I don't mm-hmm. get it. Yeah. Like even Mr. Weasley being like, whatever you might hear, it's like, well, why, what? Come on. If you think that like, under no circumstances, Harry should go looking for Sirius Black. Then you have to tell him the truth. If you withhold it from him, then you're going to think you're going to frame it as even more valuable information than it actually is. Right. Learning yeah. that he was his dad's best friend should have been something done in the comfort of surrounded by people who knew and love him. Unless. Not under a table. Unless they already know that Harry has a hero complex. <laughs> and is like and that if Dumbledore we tell fosters him, it. Yeah, if we tell him, yeah. he's gonna straight up run after or like, I don't even know. <laughs> yeah. I'm not sure. But yeah, I agree. Like it's it is it doesn't seem to I don't know. It just doesn't seem to make sense. But I and I don't know how much of that is like we are from the perspective of Harry like Harry's our hero, so we're like, no, he deserves to know, or like there's all these other elements involved. Like we have this kind of like zoomed out view and it it doesn't seem to make sense to them yeah and of course it's my perspective on things but like i get the justification it's the same justification that dumbledore uses all Mm -hmm. the time yeah but ultimately like you rob harry of the choice right and then you get this type of circumstance where it's like somebody finds out the truth yeah uh in a you know way that wasn't planned for and therefore goes worse and then and then they're going to use that as some kind of evidence that they that he shouldn't have known exactly right right yeah as as if the method of finding out doesn't matter for sure i mean that that kind of we've talked a lot about like um different sorts of relationships like between adult and child like at a societal level and i feel like that like the perspective, whatever the starting perspective is, is or the normative perspective is, is very, very difficult to challenge unless you're open to changing your mind about right, whatever right, it is right. you think is right. And if right. you think what you think is right is that children should be protected at all costs, and the uh, means to do that is to withhold information from mm-hmm. them, then you're going to do that over and over and over. Well, it's interesting because. I think when people have that perspective, they're thinking about children as like naive and innocent. Naivete and innocence aren't things that necessarily have to do with age. They might be correlated, mm. but somebody could be much more mm. kind of self-aware, Harry, than mm. somebody like Vernon Dursley. Right, right, right. Or, you know, a lot of the adults in the yeah. books. Yeah. So you, you, it's a misnomer to label this sort of unpreparedness, or, it, or it's a mistake to label it as like, based on the number of somebody's age Mm -hmm. rather than recognizing. I mean, because I think we're being told to think that as well in this book because we know that Harry has had worse experiences. It's literally happened in this chapter. That Lupin is like, well, you've had worse experiences than like anyone else. So, of course, you have a a more, you know, strong uh, reaction to Dementor. Right. And I think it's the opposite side of the coin. It's like, well, he has. He has these horrible relationships with the mentors and boggarts and Mm -hmm. he's probably you should tell him the truth he can handle it (laughs) yeah i think so uh wizard phd book club uh read order of the phoenix and so something that uh people kept bringing up to remind me was that 
these adults went through an entire wizarding war and so a lot of like a lot of their decisions follow something so horrific that i don't know it's kind of like over correction or something right so um even though harry has gone through these horrible things i think it's sort of the and we, we see this in our society also or in our relationships just like oh well i went through this like terrible thing like we want to protect you from having to even deal with that or even try to, I don't know, just the, even the idea that, uh, sex, drugs, and rock and roll. Right. We had them. You shouldn't do (laughs) it. No, don't ever, don't ever have any fun ever. (laughs) Yeah. It's too dangerous. (laughs) Or you you shouldn't. And it's kind of, yeah. I mean, it, when you think about the context of like, I don't know. So what is life all about? You know, mm-hmm. just experiencing and figure like there's no like ultimate form, I think. I don't know, this might be my my naive self talking, but there's no ultimate form to life to be like, oh, we've perfected it or we've like I mean, of course, scientific advancements or medicine or whatever has made on the whole living easier for humans, but mm-hmm. You still, no matter what, you're never going to get rid of like it's pain and suffering easier. or anything. Yeah, survival. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, for sure. Yeah, I mean, I, t- again, I mean, I understand the rationale and justification for like doing these things to Harry, mm-hmm. but I don't think that it's the correct decision. Mm-hmm. I understand it, but mm-hmm. I, I don't think it's correct. Uh, and the, of course, the rub of it is. You never get to find out. You, there's no comparison. Right. You can't go back and be like, all right. The decisions that happen are <laughs> what happen. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. But look, Harry had the bomb that he is a wizard and your his parents got killed by a dark wizard and he somehow defeated him as an infant dropped on him. I think he can handle a serious black. <laughs> he didn't break then. He's not going to break now. That's funny. Yeah. Yeah. It is amazing to me that how Harry is just, he's... For all of his, like, history and conditions and context and whatever, he seems to be a very normally functioning human wizard. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I just don't think I could deal with, like, being thrust. He basically got thrust into this fame thing and also this entire world that he knows nothing about. I don't mm-hmm. I don't know. It's just interesting mm-hmm. for him mm-hmm. as a character. Yeah, a lot going on. I mean... I think it'll be interesting to get back into this and keep reading. And mm-hmm. it is a, this is definitely a coming of age book for Harry. I mean, just the confrontations that are involved and the the sort of themes involved are are quite different than the first two books. Yeah, where he's sort of more of an external hero in the first two. Where he's yes. like, these events are happening, and yes, it's Voldemort, but like, really doesn't have anything to do with Harry. But this, like, this is specifically, is, yes, it yeah. is Harry. Yeah, for sure. Uh, so, yeah, cool. Yeah. Do you have anything else? No, that's all the notes I have. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Until next time. Until next time. Wands ready. ready.